welcome back to Behind the Mic Podcast. I have Dave and Dewey, and I'm Mike. And uh, we like to touch on topics that um, confuse people or that uh, maybe maybe we don't we don't ever think about. And so one that we want to touch on today, uh, Paul refers to it a lot in Scripture in the New Testament, and um, we're going to be talking about speaking in tongues. Ooh, speaking in tongues. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so... I so I have a I have a bit of background with the Assemblies of God. I went to an Assemblies of God Bible College, um, and they have strong feelings about speaking in tongues and what that really means. And and so I kind of want to get into that. And and I want to hear from you guys. You guys are pastors. I want to hear what your take on tongues in in that sense mm-hmm. and on Scripture. Um, see how this shakes out. So so did uh, did you get. Can I needle you a little bit? Yeah, did, absolutely. Did, did people try to teach you how to speak in tongues? Yeah, I don't know if I would say it that way, but yeah, certainly that was an issue um, as a as a believer coming into the assemblies of God. That was one of the things that was brought up very early on. Was you know um, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and um, and that could we could go off on that tangent too. But for now, we'll just stick with the tongues part. But you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to get this fullness of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in your life. And the the evidence of the Holy Spirit of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. So um, I wouldn't say the churches that I went to, uh, you heard it a lot. Yeah, it was more of uh, maybe they w- I've heard them say personal language, mm. but um, it was certainly existent in in that uh, environment, the, the Assemblies of God, Pentecostal, Charismatic backgrounds. Um, so um, you know having Having studied more of the scripture on my own about that, I have certain feelings and beliefs about what it's really saying in scripture um, that doesn't necessarily fit exactly what I, I was taught, mm-hmm. um, and that's okay. Um, you know, we all interpret different things, and certainly there's um, there's the uh, w- what's our saying at our church? Let's let's major on the majors and minor on the minors, and it's not a it's not a heaven or hell thing. So, um, but I did want to. I thought it was important to touch on because yeah. I know that people hear about it, and we, and I want I want your thoughts on it. So I think the whole second blessing part is the part I feel comfortable talking about. Is there's this belief that you can get to a higher spiritual plane, whether you're coming from a more Pentecostal mm-hmm. background, so that's kind of the vein that <clears throat> tongues would be associated with. Right. Traditionally, our understanding of tongues, and I know Dave, you have a part that I think is important to bring into that, or you have the more Wesleyan holiness kind of second blessing. But that second blessing is the idea that you can get to a place where you're yielded to the spirit of God um, so much that it manifests in certain ways, it manifests right. in the Wesleyan holiness um, tradition in um, uh, a point of sanctification uh, where you're surrendered and you're yielded and you are obedient or in the Pentecostal where you are yielded to the point where you speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say that? Yeah, that's- I'd say that's fair. There's, Of course, there's a lot more teaching on that than I really, I guess I kind of yeah. wanted to know. But uh, yeah. yeah, but that's the thing. And so the practically what then happens is then you have your Christians who are yielded and surrendered to the spirit and 
are baptized in the spirit and then you have your um carnal christians some people call them where mm-hmm. where they're they're in but they're not fully yielded in in the bad cases of it i've heard um is where they even doubt their salvation mm-hmm. because they can't speak in tongues yeah that was kind of the case with my wife is uh at at one point I whether whether it was really the Holy Spirit manifesting that way or not, or whether it was just me, she never got to the point where she was speaking in tongues, and so she did. She felt dejected. Mm-hmm. She felt like she didn't measure up, at least in the church, because she hadn't gotten to that plane. Um, and I think it's important too. And I and I, I we don't want to offend anyone, but we do want to speak truth here. And um, I think what what really made me <clears throat> begin to really question that was not just in my church, but also in my Bible college and all the associations I had was that if it was a higher plane, more sanctified or whatever that case is, I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it would be evident that if God gave me this extra blessing of his Holy Spirit, that I could be more sanctified, closer to him, walking a, a more pure life or whatever, however that looks, whatever that looks like, um, I never saw that. Yeah. I saw a lot of people in, in that mm-hmm. denomination and outside of that denomination that I had a high regard for because of the way they lived their life. Um, what I saw was genuine, you know, from behind the pulpit and 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 not behind the pulpit, um, but I, I don't think it had anything to do with that extra blessing, yeah. or that sanctification or purity. It goes back to the episode we we had a discussion on sharing the gospel, right? And yeah. Dave, you talked about like the carrot on the stick kind of mm-hmm. idea that yep. that yeah. there's always this this you can do more kind of belief. It's like it gets really dangerous because. Yeah. Are we saved by our actions? Or are we saved by God? Mm-hmm. Right. And and when you ever you get into any system where you're saved by something you do, mm-hmm. or yeah. it's like uh, yeah. it's no longer the gospel, right? Yeah. So What's our, your take? Yeah. On tongues? Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about tongues. Speaking in tongues. <laughs> yeah. All right. I want to tell you about the time I really saw someone speaking in tongues. I was in India. And we were sharing the gospel, me and a fellow pastor, and we had to speak in Hindi because that's the, that's the trade language everyone speaks. And uh, we were sharing the gospel with this family that received prayer. They were spiritually open. We were answering questions and explaining stuff. Then all of a sudden, they just got, they just, it looked like they went crazy. They were ecstatic. They started like shouting at each other. I didn't know if they were gonna like break out into a fight or like what was going on. They just started like just going a hundred miles an hour. I couldn't understand a single thing. And I'm like, what's going on? And my brother said, They're speaking in Punjabi. I'm like, Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's their heart language. They're they're saying, Is this is this real? Is this this can't be real? Oh my goodness, praise God. They're celebrating and like the gospel dropped and they couldn't help. But they couldn't say it in the trade language. They had to say it in their heart language. It's like, is this true? We believe, and and they started mm. praising God in their own language, and it was an amazing. And it was like, look, uh, they didn't pray to to receive Christ. They didn't cross anything. 
they started praising God for his grace in their own language. In their heart language, they worshiped God. Mm. And when I walked away from that, it's like, you know what? That's what tongues is. That's what tongues is. I think what's really hard is that it took that experience for me to, to start thinking of it that way. Because like you guys, I grew up in America and it's like the first thing you experience when you think, when you say speaking in tongues, your only reference is really the Pentecostal charismatic experience. Right. Here's what's really hard from my perspective on it is that what's the Greek word for languages? Tongues. When you're in a tongue, you're in a different language. But with a lot of with a lot of like bad teaching, what you do is you take something that's really a common expression in Greek and you turn it into this technical term. So we turn tongues into a technical term. Whereas in tongues is now this experience. It's all the things you described. It's baptism mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit. It, you attach it to this, 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 mm-hmm. and this. But really, what if you just read your Bible in terms of what the word really means? It means languages. And you understand, uh, right, in the book of Acts, what's going on. God is reclaiming the nations, the Holy Spirit, God's saving people, and they're praising God in their own languages. And they so the Holy Spirit comes and they speak in tongues. That's that's what it is. That's my perspective. So yeah, and I believe the first reference to tongues in Scripture um, is when Peter was preaching to the crowd on um, Day of Pentecost, and he heard them speak in their own languages. Yeah. And I think that that was very similar to what your experience was. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, I'm sorry. What do you have there? Well, do not not only was that Pentecost, so that was the Jewish diaspora in uh, in Acts mm-hmm. two, but you also right. have a similar example with Cornelius in Acts ten, and that uh, was the yes. first Gentiles, right? Yes, right. So the first the, the where it would, where it came clear that the gospels for the Gentiles also is that Peter's preaching, and before they get baptized, before they do anything, they start speaking in tongues, extolling God. Yeah, and so that's where Peter realizes, look, they have received the Holy Spirit just as we have, right? The penny of the gospels dropped. What's to keep them from being baptized? Yeah, that's and right. Baptize them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just was where you were at in Acts chapter two. Um, <clears throat> you have people hearing in their own language, yeah. which is different than what you're referencing. Our American tradition is we think of tongues as a very like, oh, well, I don't go there, or, or it becomes a very controversial issue because maybe we've had experience where someone's speaking in some kind of language that in my first experience was in a Lutheran church Hmm. where I heard somebody Mm -hmm. speak in tongues and, you know, spoke in this language nobody knew. um, And they interpreted it for themselves. (laughs) It was just a really weird experience. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like, so that's a lot of our experiences with tongues. So, I yeah. don't I don't I don't have any problem with speaking in tongues. I just feel it's kind of weird that you take it as this technical term that's this thing that you find in scripture it's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems like what speaking in tongues today is is kind of like this I don't mean to be offensive by saying it but it's kind of like you're in this kind of like trance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily bad. I mean Peter, he Fell mm-hmm. into a trance as he was fasting, and God showed him a vision. Yeah, I don't. There's nothing wrong with like I don't know. That is, I, I, you know, 
I, I worked with a lot of people in India who spoke in tongues. I had no, I never brought it up as an issue. I never saw right. it as an issue. It just, when it became something that's like, this is a special thing that's in the Bible that we do, that's when I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Or, like, or you're missing it, out on something. Practically, what I've experienced is, is it's, it's not a special thing just in the Bible that we do. It's a special thing that we do that we elevate to the same level yeah. as the Bible. Yeah. Mm, and so, yeah. so that's, that becomes a problem. Yeah. And so here's, here's a question just in, in the vein that you're talking. I mean, we briefly talked before we started recording just how different Bible translations in the languages of people is a form of what you're talking about with, tongues yeah. if if we understand it as language so when a bible is translated into spanish yeah right it's in their language yeah and mm -hmm. um that would be in line with what you're talking about yeah as a missionary we studied ethnodoxology which is a fancy fancy way of saying you know cultural uh worship in the heart language right and so this was so important. It was so important to get the word of God into the heart language because there is this, there's this deeper connection that you have with the language that you grow up, you know, using that you, that you heard from your father and your mother and that you use in your own family. And if you can communicate and understand the love of God and the grace of God, that you belong to his family by faith with the very language that you grew up in your own family using, that is so meaningful. Mm. And so that's also why tongues in the book of Acts is a fulfillment of the Great Commission. It's a reversal of Babel, right? So what happened in, in Genesis chapter 10, 9 and 10, is that God confused the languages, he disinherited the nations, they all went their separate way, and God had to start again with Abram to make his, you know, a nation for himself that would be a light to the nations. And he promised Abraham that you and your seed would bless all the families of the earth. And so God's plan as revealed in Acts, in Acts chapter 2 onwards, is that God's plan isn't to unite everyone under one language. We don't all speak in Hebrew. And that's good, you know. Um, we praise God and we and we translate God's word into the local, the lingua franca, well, I can't even say that, the local language, right? Yeah. And that's actually mm -hmm. a value, and that has a foundation in the scriptures. And I think what bugs me the most about, you know, uh, taking speaking in tongues as kind of this side thing is that it's missing out the beautiful picture of this is why we do Bible translation, because worship in the heart language is essential. Mm, to yeah. really bring in the gospel and for the penny to really to drop with uh with people understanding that they belong to god in his family mm -hmm. mm. that's good and god's purpose is diversity not uniformity right every tribe tongue nation language around the throne mm -hmm. yeah that's right well this is an interesting conversation uh especially for me having come from i didn't grow up in that pentecostal environment but i uh, it was about the time my wife and I got married that we kind of were introduced to that, and um, we certainly did. It was it was the right fit for us that that church, mm -hmm. but it was also way outside of our traditional um, worship services growing up. And so, um, I think it's important to understand again um, something we say a lot is to major on the majors, minor on the minors, and not make this a divisive point. But I do think it's important to understand. Um, I, one of the things I do remember questioning. Through this, as I wrestled with this in my own mind, and, and my wife and I both, was that 
what is the importance of in not in the sense that you were talking but in the speaking in tongues american style mm-hmm. whatever uh what's the importance of that what does that do uh to further the gospel yeah. and 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 why isn't that happening everywhere um so anyway uh food I, I, for I th- thought i think it's hard i think it's hard and i think what what this brings up as as a a topic is it's called anchoring bias that is we're we have a very strong bias towards our experiences oh right? yeah and so sometimes there there are things that hitch on to our experience of our relationship with god that we make those out to be what's important rather than the relationship that we actually have with god mm-hmm. so all that to say like there might be people listening to this where speaking in a private prayer language, speaking in tongues, however you want to call it, right? It was a meaningful part or is a meaningful part of your relationship with God. And I would simply say, praise God, that's great. And where we, where we would, where I would have fellowship with you is celebrating that it's our relationship with God. And here's the thing, God can do anything. I'm not, mm. I don't know, it's like, whatever. It's like, if you yeah. say that you're speaking in the tongues of angels, I'm not going dis- to disagree with you. I don't care. But don't tell my kid, right, that if they want to be, uh, whatever, a, a varsity instead of a junior varsity Christian, they got to start doing it too. <laughs> That's when we're going to have problems, right? But in the end of the day, the hard part is, is that, again, it took the experience of seeing that Punjabi family come to Christ mm, yeah. for really this to make sense for me. Yeah. And outside of that experience, if the first thing we hear or the every time you say speak in tongues, you immediately go to this Pentecostal picture. Yeah. You have because it's the first exposure you had and yeah. it's kind of what the <laughs> conversation's around. And we don't really have examples or experiences where we say, look, it's people praising God in their heart language. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. Dewey, final word on it. I just would say that the 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 idea of language is really um, a powerful picture. And when we think about faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and those languages, whether I'm evangelizing someone in their heart language, it's the word of God going out or it's a Bible translation where people are reading scripture in their language. Um, Again, it's the word of God, um, scripture being proclaimed in a language that um, helps that person to understand the gospel, and that's powerful. Yeah, gospel gospel is central to uh, all that we do as believers in following Christ. So, um, if you disagree with us, or if you have a different opinion on it, we'd love to hear. Um, comment on the video uh, or on social media, and uh, we'll and we'll respond. So. As always, thank you for joining us. We are trying to bring light to some areas and topics that uh, maybe need some clarity. And I hope today was helpful. We will see you next week on Behind the Mic Podcast.